0: Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast, as always, is brought to you by Euro Fantasy League. The Champions League is started and Euro Fantasy League has launched their new Champions League game. You can find that at fantasy-champions-league.com. If you play fantasy football online, please look no further than Euro Fantasy League. They've been huge supporters of this podcast. They truly do have the best website when it comes to fantasy football the most up-to-date statistics, the easiest scoring, the best gameplay. Check them out. Fantasy-Champions-League.com or EuroFantasyLeague.com. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press Editor John Solano. So, roughly 20 hours since Roma's, I don't even know which noun to use, manhandling... um, uh, demolition, capitulation—you guys get it. Of Roma at the hands of Real Madrid, three to zero in the Champions League. We're going to get into that very briefly with Andy here in a minute. But first, I have to thank our newest patron, Eric, who you can find on Twitter at Eric Buckmeyer. That's E R I C. B-U-C-K-M-Y-E-R. You can also find Eric on YouTube at Eric Explores and also find him at net, where he has a video series about travel and exploring new places. Very interesting. Um, so thank you, Eric. Appreciate the support. Again, if you would like to support the podcast, this isn't possible at all without you guys. If you would like to become a patron, please go to patreon.com slash where you can get extra exclusive episodes from us here, extended interviews, early access to the podcast, and a major thank you to all of those of you who have become patrons and have decided to support the podcast. I cannot thank you enough. So let's bring Andy on here in a minute. I just wanted to give my very brief thoughts without him on here. Um, and then we'll bring him on to get his opinion. You know, it's very concerning, the state at which Roma are in right now. The The result, really, obviously the result bothers me. But the performance is what concerns me more. It's another match where Roma can see 30 shots which is just insane. If you want to go through the season so far, they've conceded 10 shots against Torino, 23 shots. They've conceded 23 shots against Atalanta, 26 against Milan, 13 against Kievo. That's an average of just under 20 shots per match, which is third worst in Serie A. It is a insane, insane, I can't even begin to describe this, that figure is insane it's absolutely maddening if you want to compare that to the likes of Juvent they concede just above 10 per match so to be double that is just insane I, I, I can't even begin to properly equate how bad Roma are right now defensively and Andy and I will get into it in a little bit here but I don't even know where to start because I had this question posed to me after the match. Does anybody know who the best player so far has been this season for Roma? Because I couldn't tell you for the life of me. I don't know who it is. Ferenzi, Maybe De Rossi. I don't know. Um, it's not Fazio, not Manolas, not Kolarov, not Nzonzi, not Cristante, not Pellegrini, not Dzeko, not Under, not Cliver, not El Sharaoui. So... We have a problem here. We have a big, big, big problem. Roma are a mess defensively. They look like 11 guys who were just strung together two days ago when they're on the pitch. They don't play with purpose. They don't play with the system. De does not know how to implement any sort of adjustment. I don't know what is happening. And I'll tell you what. They play Bologna on Sunday, and I have a feeling they're going to drop points again. They struggle all the time at Bologna for some reason. Bologna are not good, but the form that Roma are in right now is just so dire that my expectations for this Sunday are very low. And I have to say, if if they do drop points against Bologna, I have to say that that for me, for me, we'll have to spell the end of Di Francesco. I've said it before and I will continue to say it. almost financial situation is too delicate, far too delicate, to risk missing out on Champions League football. If they continue like this, they are going to dig themselves a hole that is almost insurmountable to get out of. So should they drop points against Bologna on Sunday? I think you have to sack Di Francesco just because you can't risk missing out on the Champions League next season. This club cannot afford it. If if some of you who I know complained about this summer with selling players and you weren't pleased with the transfer market, you know, I may disagree with you there. But if you want to see what disaster looks like, take on Roma out of the Champions League, take away that revenue and see what next summer would look like in terms of selling players. You'll go nuts. You will absolutely go nuts. So let's hope it doesn't come to that. But I, I just have a feeling that we're we're nearing the end here with DiFonetchesco and it's unfortunate but the only way I see the club getting themselves out of this is by going on just a crazy run of form, a crazy streak. They cannot drop any more points in their next four to five matches in City As I've said in the previous two podcasts, this is by far, by far their easiest portion of the calendar all season. And if they're dropping points here, they're going to be in big, big trouble. So, again, let's hope they can dig themselves out of this. But right now, my confidence in this team is at an all-time low. So let's bring Andy on. Andy, um, Madrid, three, Roma, zero. Let's start with that. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, Very upset and very, just a very underwhelming performance, even for those of us who did not expect anything but a loss it would it was still a very very underwhelming performance
0: yeah i don't even want to give match ratings because every player will get a four a five maybe five and a half the only six would maybe be olsen because he prevented it from being five or six
1: i i still say olsen is more like a, like a seven
0: yeah maybe even more
1: yeah, I mean, I you check really you good. check the statistics, and he okay. So we allowed thirty shots, and he parried uh, eleven of them. He I think eleven were on target. And when you look at the Allison's performance against Atlético, uh, and you know we we think of that performance as such an amazing performance. He had actually fewer shots on target. So yesterday's Olsen's performance was something really extraordinary. Unfortunately, um we had a more uh clinical and uh a better opponent than Atletico.
0: Yeah, and I mean we both predicted a a pretty heavy loss before the match anyway. So I, the result isn't really going to bother you or myself too much, but I got to say that performance was dreadful absolutely dreadful
1: yeah i this is you know i i really i did not care about the result i went into this game i said i'm just gonna watch it because you know i may be surprised what's the worst that can happen and you know instead of having a performance for example like the one we had um at Camp No last year against Barcelona away and we lost. We lost 4-1. We're getting beaten, I think three to nothing, um, until the 60th minute or something like that. But there was so much heart in that game, so much determination and the willingness to surprise the fans, everybody who doubted them, you know, just to show them just to show the people that this team has character. And yesterday, they just walked into this field, and they knew right from the start it was over. And they did nothing to to prevent you from thinking that.
0: Yeah, that was really, really poor. I don't even know where to start. Defense, midfield attack, it was all bad. But I guess... I do want to start with the defense again. We're not going to rate the players, but no. this is well, well, first
1: of all, first of all, first of all, John. I was curious to know what did you think of the fact that Clyverd um, wasn't inserted in. Yeah, on the I.
0: Bench. You know, I, again, you can only have seven on the bench. You're obviously going to put a goalkeeper. You're obviously going to put a central defender. You're going to put a fullback. You're generally going to put two midfielders and then you're generally going to put two attackers. So I, I understand why you know why someone's going to have to be left out and I understand that. But yeah. Um I mean if you knew Pedalti wasn't going to be off, able to offer 90 minutes, I don't understand the point of putting him on the bench. Uh Chic was terrible. Uh yeah. can't even I, I mean he was really really poor. Mm-hmm. I Maybe but you I can was, make.
1: I was, yeah, but I was thinking that because if somebody listened to the press to um, the press conference by De Francesco, he was actually saying, "I'm gonna put. Um, I'm not gonna let. Uh, he was saying that I'm not gonna put a player that thinks he's too uh, ahead of everybody else on the bench.
0: Yeah. So I was gonna go there next. Um, yeah. I, I had no idea what he means by that. And the thing I find weird is if you read all of Munchie, what he says as to why Clivert, I mean, he doesn't say a single bad thing about him. And you wonder what's the problem. Like clearly De Francesco either doesn't trust him or there's something missing there. Munchie, on the other hand, seems to have a completely different mindset on it. So you almost feel like they're on different pages in regards to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when he said that, I thought maybe he's talking about Under, you know? Maybe he's talking about a guy who, you know, um, has been starting every game but hasn't produced anything and, you know, maybe – maybe he feels entitled to that role but i was surprised to see Clivert um on the bench on not even on the bench and you know as the game went on you actually you actually saw that the the one piece that was missing
0: yeah was someone ter-
1: expl- yeah, yeah from the terrible attack yesterday was someone like him you just yeah. i mean you had nothing you had nothing going there and you had no options off the bench um Perotti, again, he's not a player you put on to to score a goal. You put him on to keep the ball, to hold the ball at his feet. That's it. But there was, you know, that 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 game required somebody like Clibert. I'm still baffled. I mean, probably he has some reasons, but I think those reasons got in the way of yesterday's game.
0: Yeah, and uh, El Shadawi again. I, I just, oh, I God. cannot watch him anymore. No, I, I, no. I try. I, You know, he seems like a, a nice guy, um, yeah. but
1: in these matches, he just never delivers. No, no. That's what keeps him, I mean, that's what, It's. I think, you know, we have to realize that he's not a player that will perform on a team that wants to be successful. He will be a, an amazing player in a team like Torino or Fiorentina, um, but not not on a team that plays Champions League games. He's he's been invisible so far. Um, I mean, aside from that Chelsea game last year at home, he in every single Champions League game so far he's been missing. Uh, yesterday, nothing and you just start to wonder you know what what does this guy need to 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 play to actually you know add something to the team because when he's on the field usually you're playing uh, 10 against 11 that's i mean it's it's mind bending to see a guy that is really talented on a, on a, on a, on, a, on a, an individual level but just can't translate it to talent uh, onto the football pitch.
0: Yeah. And then two other ones, Fazio and Kolodov. I don't even know what you do with those two no, at no, this point. No, no, I, yeah. I don't know what to do. I mean, you can't play them. You, you cannot play them against Bologna on Sunday. They cannot
1: play. No, that's, no. uh, you know, it's, it's somebody on Twitter was making this point that it seems like Roma is the perfect club for somebody that wants to prove themselves before a big national international uh cup such as the world cup and then once that's over boom the, it's finished those people like you know it seems like uh, like just like my after the, the world cup and now color and Fazio, they look like okay they've done their duty they've been to the world cup that was their last Big international competitions, and now that's it. They have no reason. They have no reason to be on the pitch against Bologna. They have, they have absolutely no business uh, starting. Um, no, and uh, it's no. just. And you watch them, and it's not even that they're not good enough. It's that they are. They have nothing going for them. Like yesterday, Fazio, he actually stood while a ball. Was passing like a meter away from his feet, and that was such a golden opportunity for I think was Bale again, and and uh, it was only a miracle from Olsen that prevented it from going into goal. It's and and Kolarov, who after five minutes was was literally walking, uh, and. Just no, it's they're they're now they're the weak link. They cannot feel entitled to be starting because they're just not up to it. I don't want to see them for the next two games at least.
0: No, I agree. You have to start Marcano and then you ha- you have to start Luca Pellegrini because yeah. it, it, maybe Fazio makes his way on the pitch against Bologna. Um no, no, I, I, no, I, you, no, you just no. cannot Kolorov is he can he, he's untenable at this point i mean he does nothing well
1: yeah, i mean we could yeah.
0: at least even when he was bad in defense we knew he could at least offer something down the left he could oh he
1: was amazing i mean put in a know, timely
0: I mean, cross yeah. i mean he can he can't even do that
1: no, and set pieces he's he's been terrible. hasn't hit anything properly. hasn't like del- that's the surprising thing. He doesn't cross anymore. He just doesn't go forward enough to cross the ball. That's what's scary because you you now have a a, a useless player. Same for Fazio. Fazio was the guy that you know you could count on setting the play and playing from the back. Now. Manolas has to take over these duties. Fazio seems completely lost out there, and I don't know if you noticed, there was a huge like, a huge error from Fazio. He, I don't know, he misread, and he just passed the ball, and it went out for a corner kick for Madrid, and uh, Di Francesco was very mad, so I actually doubt he will put him against Bologna, because just... You cannot, under any circumstances, put those two together.
0: Now, speaking of Di Francesco, you know, I was, in his post-match uh, press conference again, he's, he's been saying the same things about um, we need to raise the level of our play, uh, we don't defend as a team, and, it, I, I, you know, I understand what he's saying, but at some point, he has to change something. You can't just keep, putting this team out there. I mean, even if it means uh, starting Cristante, Zaniolo every single match, I mean, you ha- something has to change.
1: And and the frustrating thing for me is that's why I was so upset yesterday is because before this game, him and De Rossi were talking at the press conference. They said, we want to be a different Roma. We need to show our aggressiveness. We want to, you know, we want to win. We want to make this a competitive game. All these things that he says every time we lose. And then the game was just the total opposite. This, he just, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's getting to those players because they're not doing anything to to show any changes. And also the, the most alarming thing is we are five games in and he has no starting lineup and he has no rotations he uh you you there is i don't think there is any single player that is actually performing consistently on this team right now and that no, goes, I, to, that goes I was, to the coach i agree i
0: someone asked me this today and i had no idea what to answer someone asked yeah. me who's the best player on the roma right now i
1: had no idea no idea no you cannot even say ah Edin Dzeko because he's such a good striker because he's been terrible he's been invisible and you know it's if I had to choose I'd probably say Florenzi and Olsen and that yeah that gives you an idea about how dreadful Roma have been these past five games
0: they've been horrible and as we've said this is the easiest part of their calendar I mean I don't even know what happens if they drop points against Bologna? I mean, what what do you do? Do you continue with Di Francesco? I
1: don't know. I mean, you know, we've been talking about this. Um, I I don't think they're gonna drop points with Bologna, but you you, see, you have to start to wonder. You know, was this team so good last year, or was that win against Barcelona? Uh, you know did that win make the whole year so much better because this team has the same problems as last year's team and where players were not performing consistently where there was no actual game plan um aside from pass it to Kolarov and hope Mm -hmm. for the best uh you you still your best player your man of the match most of the time was the goalkeeper, just like right. yesterday, which is worrying because it just shows that the whole team is not producing anything worth uh anything because i mean yesterday, Olsen was the last man standing, he was so brave i just i I'm so happy uh for his performance because it's exactly what he needed to kind of you know quiet down all the fans that were um criticizing him because he's not the problem here. This team no. has so many holes and, and flaws and it just, it's, it's falling apart and you start to wonder what, like, you know, last year's team lost against Torino and the Coppa Italia was, I think minus 20 from minus 18 from Juventus um, and plus five above, uh, above Inter. Um, you know, what well, what's the difference between this team and last year's team? Um, because we're doing the same things all over again. Uh, we have no playmaking. We have no the 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 wingers are not producing anything. The striker is is non-existent. Uh, the defense is terrible. The 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 we we've conceded a hundred two shots in five games. Yeah, I was, was
0: going to bring that up. In- yeah. In Syria, we are third worst in shots conceded. Oh, 10 against Torino, 23 against Atalanta, 26 against Milan, 13 against Kiev. <laughs> Terrible. That's, seven, and, that's
1: 70 shots.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, they're facing Bologna. Bologna have not scored a single goal this season, not one. They have yet yeah. to score. Are, I mean, are we doubting that they're going to find one against the Roma? Because I'm not. I think they'll score. Maybe we win 2-1. to
1: Well, Destro is supposed to be playing, so you know what that means. Um, Yeah, I just, you know, people who say, oh, Olsen is so bad. Well, Olsen finds himself in a position that up until now, he has had no reliable defenders in front of him. He has had a midfield that doesn't filter anything. He's been constantly under a barrage of, of balls coming from everywhere. Like yes, yesterday it was just nonstop. It was shooting practice. That first
0: half, I was amazed. I I could not believe it. It looked like practice for them, like a training, like a training ground drill.
1: And it it was only one to nothing. And it, it was just amazing to me what he was doing with the little help he was receiving. Because at a certain point, you have to start to wonder, you know, a goalkeeper like him does everything he needs to do and he still gets three goals into the back of the net. You know, how do you feel after that? It's it's so mixed up. This team is right now is a mess.
0: Yeah. And and Olsen is the least of the problems right now. I I, I cannot believe people would even begin to criticize him because he's the last player that concerns me. Right now, um, I, I I have to say I I mean I'm terrified about what could happen Sunday if they drop points. I, I mean they're in a free fall right now. It could be an outright disaster if they drop more points. Um, you just said you don't think they will, but if they do drop point, let's just say they do, I, you have to sack Di Francesco, right? Or do you yeah, give him more I, time?
1: No, I think I think if if you know for sure if you lose. Uh, he's out. Uh, that for me, that's, but you know, you still have to take into consideration, for example, that yesterday, uh, to put things into perspective, they probably looked at it, you know, as an away game against Real Madrid. And, right. Uh, Cesca and Victoria Pleasant drew. So, uh, you know, they each got one point. So that was, we, we got very lucky there. Very um, lucky very lucky because it was a last minute uh goal for i think Cesca and um and you know it's we find ourselves in these situations um you know for example what if we drop points and against bologna and inter drop points or against samp um you know it's still it's just right now serie a teams are really not They're on strong, a good right yeah not in a good moment. I mean, Inter probably will pick up because they've that Champions League game win against Tottenham surely gave them a boost. Um, I don't know. I just, for me, again, it's not even right now the result that truly matters. I just want to see a team that is actually a team. You know, like yesterday, you had nothing going and. A guy like Kinzonzi yesterday was completely invisible. because he, he was so poor. Yeah, but he was poor. But again, because there was no system. You have right. no system. You have, you have a guy who goes from playing as a regista against Kievo to playing a mezzal against Madrid. Um, you have Zenyolo starting. Uh, you have El Sharawi who gets five consecutive starts, even though he's been terrible. Um, you have Under who's been lacking. It's and you have no mechanism like these players, like Fazio, Collar. They keep playing, but they have there is no game plan. There is no nothing. There is no strategy. You know there is no duties. You have to do this. You have to do that. You stay back. You go forward. No, nothing. It's it's just a mess. Individuals walking around the pitch with no idea what to do.
0: No, and the thing that baffles me is whether or not people like this summer or not, uh, you know, the 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 business that Monchi did, there's no doubting or there's no arguing that he brought in lots of depth. He brought in a lot of players, especially in the midfield, he brought in an extra attacker and he brought in names in defense. I mean, my problem is he's Kolodov is already burnt out, Jekyll is already burnt out uh Manolas is already burnt out Florenzi is already burnt out why is he not using some of these alternatives that's he keeps trotting out the same players Alcidajic or Under in attack and he hasn't changed anything that that really bothers me
1: yeah and that, to me that's exactly i mean and people i okay for example Schick yesterday was extremely poor extremely poor but how can you expect Uh, a player that costs you 40 million euros who's young I think he's 21 and who's a striker he's a striker how can you expect him to be consistent to score to to, you know to perform on a high level if you keep inserting him in the last 10 minutes uh, as a winger Yeah, as a winger, yesterday he was even playing as a 10. He was in the midfield at some point. And you you have to wonder, you know, this kid is completely shattered mentally because you keep putting him in a situation where he is supposed to perform a miracle with a team that is doing nothing. Yesterday, Real Madrid in the second half dropped off for about 10 minutes and they said, here, take the ball you know, do something, amuse us, you know, threaten our goal at least. And we didn't do anything. We just, we did not know what to do. We had the ball at our feet and nothing. We just kept passing backwards, sideways. We just could not move forward at all. And then, you know, fans expect a guy like Schick to come on and suddenly turn the game upside down. That's not how it works. And I feel really sorry for Schick because... You know, the moment Di Francesco gave him a chance last year. Remember when um Jacob finally got some rest against Spal, and uh, and uh, Shik scored his first goal, and then he put him again as a starter against Kievo. Uh, scored again and scored again. You, it's just this terrible management of players by Di Francesco. Yeah, he I has- completely agree just yeah. no consistency no consistency
0: none which is why this sunday if it were up to me i would start chic i would start clivert i would start cristante i would even be tempted to start Zagnolo again because he really wasn't that bad um
1: yeah i'm tempted be- between zaniolo and pellegrini who yesterday did really well so i mean i i'd like to see him pick up a little
0: yeah um the, this whole thing with Schick and Cliver really confuses because, me because yeah, yeah. it's 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 five six matches into the season and Jeco is completely burnt out. You can just t- I mean he's playing ninety minutes. You're not bringing in um you're not bringing him off the pitch. Same thing with call it off to an extent, but there's this depth and De just insists on using the same players, and I, I I'm I'm entirely confused by it. And I agree with you on Schick. I mean, he showed so much at the end of last season. In my opinion, he had an extremely strong preseason. So yeah. why not show him that you trust him? Put him out there against Kievo. Why? why why is Jekyll starting against Kievo ahead of a Champions League match?
1: Why? It's it's baffling to me. And it's and you know, again, it's he did the same. He did the same to Defrel last season, and and you could see again. Defrel was completely unsure of himself, and he could not do anything right. And Sheikh has the same thing. I mean, yesterday when Chenguiz passed him that ball, and he took that shot, it was completely uncoordinated, um, weak, and. Ugly to look at, and it was a shot, the broken shot, like in basketball. You know, we have those NBA players that just cannot get their shot right because they're right. in a slump. This player, the chick, is going through such a rough patch. Why, if you're a coach that trusts says he trusts youngsters and wants to develop them, why are you doing this? Why are you treating him like this? I mean, just if if Jack is not performing take him off if jaco is not up to it let him rest don't let you know jaco get in the way of of a game get in the way of three points because i mean yesterday he he was producing nothing he was not even holding up the play um he didn't threat i mean under threatened sergio ramos more than jaco did so that's telling you something um I don't know. This bugs me a lot. I just, you know, and you could, you can. The worst thing is that you, you start to wonder what these players are thinking. I mean, a guy like Cliverd, who's been, who showed some great stuff at the beginning and and was great in the Torino game, and what does he think? I mean, you take him to Realm against Real Madrid, and you don't even put him on the bench. Then Shik, you know, goes uh, a year without anything, without any chances, and then finally says in an interview, I really hope this is my year, I I put in extra training, I went, went through a good preseason, and then he finds himself on the bench for 70, 80 minutes.
0: No, and the thing I find funny too is if you read some of Monchi's um interviews they ask him all the time about Tresco, and he always says one of the reasons why I picked him is his ability to develop youngsters and he yeah. hasn't developed a single youngster other than Under since he arrived.
1: Yeah. And I still think I mean I still think Under is because Under is Under. I mean this kid is tough. He he never backed down. He he looks like a kid who's always tried to do everything by himself. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, for example, a guy like Koric, we haven't seen anything from him so far. He hasn't even touched the football field for a single minute. And and again, it, you know, it, it was an investment that, you know, everybody was saying, ah, oh, we didn't decide to put him on loan because he surprised us in preseason, showed some good qualities well utilize them if if guys like De Rossi or guys like Florenzi are not performing try to rotate you know it's 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 terrible to see uh, how this team is is going so far Um, bench and starters
0: yeah I I I just can't say enough how shocked I am by Di Francesco so just the final word on Sunday then. Do you expect them to win? Mm, no, I don't expect them to win. Oh, my um, God. You think they're going I, to draw?
1: I, yeah, I feel like some, yeah. I feel more of a oh. draw. Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, <laughs> all right, well, I'll I'll predict that they'll win. You'll say they're, they'll draw. Um, I mean, if they draw, we might be doing a podcast predicting who the next manager may be. Uh, oh yes (laughs) and the thing is too the 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 problem is i mean if you look at names out there other than conte who who you and i have discussed is almost impossible i i don't even know who you would begin to choose i i don't know who i've seen plantelli's name thrown around
1: yeah i mean you would have to uh pick uh tragettatore which you know a coach that is short term and then go from there and in the summer maybe made it make an investment but right now there are no real names available
0: no you're right there's there's not many names out there unfortunately should D. Francesco be sacked but we won't go any further on that we'll cross that bridge if we ever get to it so we're going to leave it there for this episode thank you everyone for the support as always and for listening and for subscribing rating on itunes Really, really appreciate it. This wouldn't be possible without you. So we will leave it there. And until the next episode, ciao.